If you're looking for a smartphone for yourself or a loved one this holiday, the choices can get overwhelming. Fortunately, we've got some answers. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is phone expert, Lynn La, who created CNET's Holiday Gift Guide for Phones. Welcome, Lynn. Hi, Roger. I'm happy to be here. So you've got a rundown of the best smartphone options out there, but before we get into specific suggestions, any general advice on what we should be thinking about when we're considering a new phone? Yeah, um, every time, you know, before you buy a new phone, it's important to think about how you used your last phone. Did you play a lot of games and watch videos? If so, you probably want a phone with a big screen and a battery, a big battery. And or did you like take a lot of photos and um, capture a lot of videos? Then you probably want something with a great camera. So you just really want to think about how you use your phone and make sure that the phone works for you and your needs instead of just getting the latest and greatest. You don't want to pay for features you don't need. Speaking of features that you may or may not need, I talk about 5G a lot on this show. Uh, But seeing as you're the expert, I want to kind of get your read on this. Is it something you really need when, you know, considering which phone to buy? Because there there is a premium for some of these 5G devices. Uh, So is it really worth it? You know, it's true that 5G is rolling out in more areas throughout this year, but I know like some carriers, I believe T-Mobile, they offer 5G coverage under its unlimited plan anyway. So it's understandable if you're eyeing a 5G device and that's your next phone in that situation. But I'm not 100% convinced a 5G phone is something you absolutely need this year, especially when so many people are working from home anyway and especially if you don't have good 5G coverage in your area. So you should definitely check that before you make a decision. And you know, coverage maps from carriers, they don't really tell the whole story. So you you wanna make sure you do a lot of research and phones, 5G phones are getting cheaper and cheaper. So I may hold out, you know, just a bit longer. Got it, and it feels like for the most part, people are committed to the platforms they've chosen. If you're an iPhone user, you're likely buying a new iPhone 12. If you're an Android user, you do have more choices, but you're likely to stick with another Android phone. Uh, are there instances where you would consider switching? You know, generally that is true. Um, it People do tend to kind of stick with the same ecosystems, but I think it's easier to switch platforms easier more now than now more than ever, uh, especially compared to years past. Um, I think about some certain situations that would motivate, motivate someone to switch, and I think Peripheral accessories are especially a good reason. Um, You know, the AirPods Pro, they do work with Android phones to an extent, but their functionality and their features work so much better with an iPhone. And you basically kind of need an iPhone to use an Apple Watch for its to its full potential. So I could see an Android user who is really attracted to those accessories switch for that. I think for an iPhone to Android, people do want the customization. I know iOS 14 gives you more widgets and options, but it just doesn't compare to what you can play around with on an Android phone. It's a lot more fun if you have the time for it. So let's get into it. Let's talk about some specific phones. What are some of your top picks for this holiday season? Again, it really depends on who you are and what your needs are. But for an iPhone, I do like the iPhone mini because of its size. I have small hands, so it's very attractive to me. And I like the iPhone SE because it's uh, because of its low price. And for Android phones, the Galaxy S20 FE is a really affordable pick for the Galaxy line. And I like the OnePlus 8 because it's premium, but it's competitively priced. So let's dig into some of those phones. The the Galaxy S20 FE, 
which I know we made fun of a lot for the for its name initially, Fan Edition. It actually ended up being a pretty decent phone. Can you tell a little bit about what you get with it and why you know that's that's a pretty decent deal among other phones out there? Well, one is that it has 5G and it has a great performance and the although, you know, the camera isn't as good as the S20 Ultra or the S the Note 20 Ultra, um it's a good price. I think it starts about $700 and it's so much cheaper than some of the premium Galaxy phones out there. So it's something if you want that Galaxy Sam the Samsung Galaxy experience but you don't want to spend way too much. I think that is a good um, alternative. Also, you could look into Samsung's Galaxy A series line of phones, like the A51, I think is um, one of the more recent ones. Those also kind of offer that that software experience um, and that Galaxy experience without a premium of um, a high price. So beyond some of these you know, headline companies, you know, you talked about Samsung, uh, which is a well-known company. Are there any other uh, handset makers that are a bit more under the radar that offer phones that maybe deserve a second look? Yeah, I don't I don't have any official releases or um, deals specifically that I can say, but I always think Motorola um, is such a great company for mid-range affordable phones. And throughout the holiday season, their Moto phones do get um, discounted. And there are some carrier promotions too with it. I would say keep an eye out on those things, especially if you know you don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a phone. If you're looking for something, it starts like two hundred dollars and up. Motorola makes a really solid, aggressively priced phones that if you don't really need all the premium features, so if you just kind of use your phone to make calls, you know the Moto G7 Power is a good mid-range phone with a big battery, so you don't have to charge it, and that would be a great pick for someone who's a little bit more straightforward with their needs and don't need a lot. Well, great. I mean, it's Black Friday today, so I'm sure there are plenty of deals to go around. Uh, beyond uh, the Motorola brand, you, you mentioned OnePlus, and that's another company that is uh, a little bit under the radar. It's not a household name. Uh, talk a little bit about that and, and some of the options there. Yeah, OnePlus is definitely, um, they started out as an Android enthusiast brand. They've branched out and they're a little bit more popular now, but you're right, they're not as um, popular or well-known as um, you know Google and Samsung. Their current flagship line is the 8. It's the OnePlus 8, 8 Pro, 8T. It's a lot of uh, phones this year. They released like four. Um, and so that's kind of their higher end line. They just released their OnePlus Nord N10 5G. Um, that will be available in North America at a later date. And that has 5G um, and it's about, I think it's gonna be about $400, um, give or take. So that is something that, you know, they've consistently released premium phones with great hardware at affordable prices. It used to be more affordable from years past, not so much anymore, but it's still, you know, hundreds of dollars cheaper than, you know, Samsung Galaxy phones. So beyond OnePlus and, Samsung, you know, another company that surprisingly flies under the radar is is Google, right? It's a it's a big name company, but the Pixel phones have not exactly been blockbuster devices. Uh, I believe one of the Pixel phones is on your list. Talk about which phone uh, that Google makes that people should be looking at. 
Yeah, so I think you're talking about the Pixel 4 A 5G. I've consistently recommended that phone um, since its release. I like it because it is more affordable than the 5, the Pixel 5, which is its main flagship, but you get a lot of the same features. It still has, it has the same camera as a 5, so it has great low light, um, low light photos and it has a software support from Google and it also has 5G, which is uh, what differentiates it from the Pixel 4a that was um, also released. So that would be, of all the Pixel phones that were released this year, I do like the 4a 5G the most, just because it's cheaper than the 5, but it has many of the same features. So most of those flagship phones we were talking about, like the Pixel 5, uh, the iPhone 12, you know, they're, they're you know, $800, closer to $1,000. You know, if you're looking to spend that much, like, does anyone actually need to spend $1,000 on a new phone? Yeah. I mean, you can definitely spend that much if you want. You know, phones that cost that much are usually faster. They have longer lasting batteries and have great cameras. But I feel like this year compared to last compared to years past, we've seen so many great phones that are priced well below $1,000. You could find something, you know, great for $400 to $600. I do think Phone companies were reactive to the spending behavior of 2020 and how people were being a little bit more cost conscious. And they and they uh, reacted to that with uh, appropriately priced phones that have been way more aggressive, but still have premium features. And what if you're shopping for kids or parents? And may, this may be the same line of conversation, but you know, for, for folks who don't necessarily need all those latest and bells and whistles, uh, are there any other phones that you would suggest for them that may be even a step down from some of the ones you talked about earlier? Definitely. Um, as a, again, um, Motorola makes a lot of inexpensive phones. So I would look towards their E line of uh, phones. The Moto E6, I believe, is you know starts at $100. And that's something that you can get unlocked. Um, by the way, if you are giving a phone as a gift, I do recommend buying it an unlocked phone. It's probably the quickest and easiest way to go about it since you just have to swap the existing SIM card and you're ready to go. So that would kind of, that line of phones, the Moto E line would definitely be something I would uh, look out for. And this holiday season, is a phone even an appropriate gift anymore? Or is that is that too personal of a device for you to go out and actually get for someone? Um, I Sure, why not? I totally don't uh, disagree with receiving a phone as a gift. I think it's perfectly, as long as you go about it, you know, in the right way, make sure that that's what it matches the needs that they want. And, um, and you look very closely at all the fine print in terms of carrier uh, contracts and stuff like that. I think it would be a great gift. Yeah, well, in terms of fine print and getting all those details, you definitely want to tune into CNET uh, and Lynn's holiday gift guide for all those details. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Lynn. You can check out her guide on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or send me a text message by signing up at 646-461-4291. Also, please subscribe and rate the show. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.